Hey everyone, it's Chris, and Halloween is almost upon us. After that, in the States, is Thanksgiving, and we just had ours in Canada. It's the season of death and rebirth, and I thought, what better time to introduce a concept and an exercise called the premortem? Now, some of you have heard of the premortem before, but in case you haven't, here's what it is. You're going to pretend that your business has died, and you're looking back on it, and you're going to answer a few questions. You're going to write its obituary. The reason that we're doing this is not because I'm a pessimist, quite the opposite. The reason that I'm doing this is because only in hindsight do we gain clarity. And so we're going to take a few minutes here and we're going to put ourselves into the future, pretend that our business has died, has gone bankrupt, that we've gone out of business, and we're going to ask ourselves a few questions about what caused it. This insight should help you figure out what your biggest priorities are right now, what your, the biggest problems are that you need to solve right away, and what the most critical things are that are actually facing your business. I'm going to give you a couple of tips, and I'm going to record this whole episode while I'm sitting in front of a fireplace. I've just brought in a few armfuls of wet wood that need to dry, and I'm enjoying the bounty of the dry wood that I cut and hauled all summer. There's a whole bunch of analogies here. But the bottom line is that we celebrate Halloween not because we like walking door to door and collecting junk and giving our kids cavities and belly aches. We celebrate Halloween because it gives us a chance to feel grateful that we're not dead. And after this exercise is over, I hope this is what you take away the most. But now, the pre-mortem. It's the future. Your business is dead. You need to write its obituary. And I'm going to give you more than three column inches to do this. And if you're in the Two Brain family, there's a worksheet coming your way to help you out. To write its obituary, we need to ask ourselves a few questions. First, what was our business? What was the essence of what we were selling or providing or serving people with? Second, what killed it? What was the one fatal thing that we couldn't beat, that we couldn't overcome? Third, who are its survivors? Who will carry on the legacy or what have we learned and, and what will we be taking into the next venture? So we're going to start with what is your business? And there's a growing population of entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast who are not gym owners. But because my first business was a gym, I'm going to use the gym example. And also because a couple of thousands of gym owners every week download this podcast and we're truly grateful to them, not just for listening, but also for making the sacrifice, jumping from the safe career into the risky waters of entrepreneurship simply because they wanted to help everybody else. Thank you for that. What was your gym really? For that matter, what is CrossFit really? Now, we all know the CAN definition of constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity, and that kind of describes how we choose the exercise. But when Greg Glassman was on my podcast a year ago, he said CrossFit is not an exercise program. It's a fitness program. And you can listen to that podcast if you want to. You can go to brainbusiness.com forward slash Greg, and you'll hear the whole thing and get the proper context on that statement. But taken that way, it's important to understand that our business is fitness coaching where we told people exactly what to do and then found a way for them to like it. We're not selling a community and we never were. People were never paying us for friendship, especially when they came in the door. Maybe that was one of the benefits that they found, but that can fall under the column of, and they liked it. We sell exercise and we sell a way to make people like it. That's the essence of our business if you're in the fitness industry. The reason if we were doing our pre-mortem on the NSCA or 
the ACSM or the other organizations that tried to help us sell exercise and failed, what they really failed at wasn't the prescription of exercise. Sure, they weren't teaching the air squat to depth, and maybe they had some funny ideas about the prioritization of the deadlift, but what they really failed at was they failed to make it fun. They failed to make a community around fitness. They failed to make the gym a place that people wanted to go. This is why global gyms are failing if we were doing the pre-mortem on them too. Our business is that we prescribe exercise. We tell our clients exactly what to do. We prescribe nutrition. We tell them exactly what to eat and when, and we make it something they want to do. That is our essence. That's my answer anyway, and you might have a different one. Write yours down. What was your business before it died? The second thing we need to know is what killed it. If you're reading an obituary in the newspaper, or I really hope you've never had to write one yourself, but you always have to acknowledge the cause of death. And sometimes people are very overt about this, like, uh, you know, screw cancer. Sometimes people are more candid or less candid. They'll say, okay, donations accepted to, you know, the Society for um, Suicide Prevention or something like that. And that's okay. But we want to be very overt here about what killed your business. Now, there are a few myths about what killed your business. Back in the 1300s, we believed that people would catch a a disease of the blood and they needed to let their blood out so that they didn't die of blood poisoning or whatever. Now, though, we understand what germs are. We understand what viruses are. We understand what cancer is. We need to take a very critical look at what actually killed your business. I was speaking to an owner yesterday in Australia, and her business that she purchased, uh, she thought was doing fine. And in hindsight, it wasn't doing fine. They had about 80 members in the first place. And before she closed the deal a month later, they were down to 39. Because most of the members of this gym had been sold a big four-month package. And they'd all come in at, at one group at a time. And they all left it as one group at a time. So there are a few things that you need to look at if we're saying, what actually killed my business? The first could be longevity. You've been at this for 10 years. You're not making a profit. You're still having to go to work every day and you're just tired. You're burned out. I get it. Another thing that kills a lot of businesses is a focus in the wrong place. So many coaches think that they need to be the expert, that they need to run their box with themselves as the head coach. I don't think that's true. In fact, I think that's a very fragile system to build because if anything ever happens to you, the box goes with it. So if you're hit by a bus, the business is also hit by the bus. If you can't take a vacation, the business doesn't get a break from you either. The third thing is a lot of people right now are still focusing on marketing. Now, sometimes marketing is the problem. If you have systems in place and a new lead could walk through the door today without you being there and get handled expertly by staff and get signed up to the right prescription for them instead of just the same blanket prescription that everybody gets, which is attend a CrossFit class, and that person can be tracked properly, tested properly, onboarded properly to whatever it is that they need, and then retained without your touch, then yeah, it's time to flip the switch on marketing. Let's bring more people into that working system. But many gyms now are still trying to add marketing to a dysfunctional system. Some of you might recall years ago that people were talking about adding flexibility by increasing the weight on your bar. That if you didn't have enough flexibility in your knees and hips and ankles to squat to depth, you probably just needed to put 200 pounds on your back and that would force you down. Well, most coaches listening to that are either going to laugh or they're going to 
say that's absurd. That never happened, but it did. There were experts telling us that. And there are also experts now telling us that marketing and sales come first when really systems come first so that we're not just adding weight to dysfunction. There are other reasons that affiliates go bankrupt, the gyms go under. And some of the reason are that we keep our disease under wraps. You know, if we have leprosy, instead of telling the doctor about it, we just wear baggier and baggier clothing. We don't talk about failure. In fact, we might tell people that we're in the peak of health when we're not. And there's a lot of this on the internet, isn't there? So one of the big reasons that gyms don't survive is a lack of transparency. We do our best to collect data. I'm sure we have the biggest data set in the fitness world right now at TwoBrain. But even with that data, it's incomplete. It's a small sample size that might be representative of the entire micro gym industry, and it might not. So when you're thinking about what actually killed your gym, I want you to ask yourself, am I really getting enough people in the door but not retaining them? If you've lost more than 15% of your clients this year, and I don't care what excuse they gave you, maybe they really did all move away, or maybe they're all, all their schedules really did change at work, no matter what their excuse was, if you've lost more than 15% of your client base this year, you need to fix your retention system before anything else. You also need to look at revenue streams. So if you're hopping around on one leg and that leg is cut off, then you know, you don't, you're not going to have a leg to stand on anymore. If all you're selling is group fitness training, that makes you a fragile business. And when somebody else does better group fitness training down the road, like your current head coach or Orange Theory, you're going to lose. You won't have another way to stay engaged. Great coaches, great business owners right now are leveling up. They're realizing that their job is to prescribe exercise and nutrition and make clients like it. If that means you're selling a CrossFit class, fantastic. CrossFit is very likable and it's very effective. If it means you're telling a client to do the zone diet and ride the bike in their basement and they're still paying to come and get that advice every month, then that's fine. That's what leveling up as a coach means. It means embracing new technology and new things that will help your clients. Okay, so what killed your business? And then finally, who are the survivors? The last thing that you'll usually read in an obituary is... Chris was survived by. What survives if your gym goes out of business or any business goes under is the entrepreneur. When you made the switch from whatever you were doing before to owning a gym or owning a business, your career changed. Your resume changed. You started developing entrepreneurial skills. Your job is entrepreneurship now. Your job is not CrossFit coach. The day you open your CrossFit gym, your job is owner. You need a different skill set. And you develop those skills every single day, whether through mentorship or whether through reading stuff or reading opinions online or books or just trial and error. You are learning stuff every day and you're developing the skill of entrepreneurship. That will survive even if your gym doesn't. So take heart. The hard lessons that you've won here will survive and be transferable to other people and other industries. You can do, you know, a mediocre job with your gym, let's admit it, we all have, and the gym goes under, and you start your next business with a massive head start. If you open up a clothing company next, you've got years invested in learning entrepreneurship that another clothing company founder might not. And that's why at Two Brain we really try to focus on developing the entrepreneur because these are transferable skills. What else will survive? Inspiration will survive. 
If your gym business goes under, you can rest easier in the knowledge that you have inspired generations. You've inspired generations of people to become coaches, to change their life path and their career path, maybe to become entrepreneurs themselves. You've inspired dozens, hundreds, thousands of clients to make positive choices. Even if they're not with you anymore, you are the catalyst for making a healthier life. Maybe they've gone to a gym somewhere else and they're still doing thrusters and burpees, but they're doing the right things because you taught them. These are the things that survive. What can survive business failure, and I don't want it to, is distaste and blame. What can survive is, it's not my fault. What can survive is resentment between a husband and wife over the time invested and the money invested in a business that didn't work out. I don't want those things to survive. I want you to make your best effort at running this business. But someday, if it doesn't work out and you fail, it's not permanent. There's always something that survives. What survives if your business goes under today? Are those things important to you? And what lingers? What survives that you don't want to survive? And how can you get rid of that kind of lingering problem right now? If you're in the Two Brain family, this is a great exercise to send to your mentor after you've finished because it will help the mentor also get some perspective on what are your potential fatal links, what are the biggest things on your mind right now, and what are the things you're proudest of? Celebrate. Happy Halloween.